Welcome back to the show. It's already like the time to do this episode, which is weird. December 2nd? Already, man. Year's almost fucking over. Yeah. It'll be, what, the fourth when this comes out? We talked about, like, we did this uh, at the end of last year, too, where we wrapped up, like, our favorite records that came out that year. And this year, like, anticipating actually doing it, I pretty much kept a log of everything throughout the year. Like, if I felt like it was going to be on there, I'd write it down. And then when it came time to actually getting ready to do this, we had to take a few things off. So we decided to do 25 because 20 wasn't enough. We had five that were both on each of our lists. So. Yeah, so we should have ten apiece. Yeah. And Truthfully, like, it would have been really easy to put it to, like, 30 or 35. Oh, yeah. Or could even have kept 40. Going, but we had to cap it at some point. But And I did not after, prepare at all. I did not keep a record. I just fucking was like, no, this I, is because I, I kind of, I don't know. I should have kept notes. That's what, like, yeah. you know, like Cliff Notes, you know how, like, I think you do this too. The note cards. I do it, the note cards yep. and records. So I should have done that, but there's a lot of times where I'll get home, throw an album on, and then, like, we were just talking about this before we recorded, like, you and I both buy a lot, so you get shit that piles up. Yep. So, like, when I get, like, a big group of new stuff, I'll throw one album on, and then open, cut hype stickers out, sleeve everything, oh, yeah. and get it's everything like process. ready to go. So a lot of times it'll be like I'm listening and I'm doing something like that or reorganizing the room or just sitting down chilling. So I'll forget to write note cards out and shit. But I do try to do it on my notes and my phone a lot. I got you. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I at least wrote down and kept as I went along with the addition and subtraction of a few things. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The note card thing, I have to sit down and do that. I can't. Um, Cause I'll be, like, for instance, if I'm listening to do more than half of the bands on my list, mm. um, it's hard to sit there and fucking, like, I'll kind of move around or whatever, you know? <laughs> You're, like, spin kick. <laughs> Not so much, but, like, you know. And then, uh, like you said, shit piles up, and hours turn into fucking days, turn into, you know, you're like, damn yeah. it, I have fucking 100 hours of music to catch up on, you know? Right. So I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but, like, when you, just on average, when you go to sit and listen, do you ever start off in, like, a, I'm in this type of mood and I want to listen to this? And then does it stay that way for the rest of the night? Or does it, like, start here and end up here? Or is it kind of all over the place? It's all over the place. Honestly, um, depending on... I'm trying to think how to put this. If I... Let's say um, I put on a record with ten songs, five on each side. Right. Nine times out of ten, I'll play the whole fucking thing. No matter what. But on occasion, if I'm not feeling it, even if I like it or I know it from wherever. Oh, you like start on one side, leave it. I yeah. Pick it back up later. If if that's the case, but yeah. nine times out of ten I'll usually listen to the whole thing through. I do that once in a while. But too. then oh sorry. But then to do the actual note card thing, 
Like I would have to sit down and listen to it. Where I'm saying when I just put it on, I'm like, like you said, I'm yeah, doing yeah. other things. So where you're, you're, so that'll bounce around depending on my day and my head and. Yeah, because when you're doing other shit, you're listening, but you're not paying attention, interpreting. Right, right. Like in Perfect. depth. Yeah, not interpreting. I'm just fucking letting the groove take me in the fucking. Yeah, and sometimes that works out better though because you True get that. like, you get that initial feeling, and then you go on. To where you're on a second, third, fourth listen or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then you're like, oh, I noticed this, and I noticed this. And that and definitely like, came with these. Yeah, for um, sure. You know? Um, but I, I ask because a lot of times, like, so I'll start off oftentimes, like, heavier in the beginning of, like, if I get home, I'll, I'm usually, like, you know, changing, cleaning up some shit, making dinner, whatever, and... I'll start with, like, something heavier, like, uh, trying to think of something randomly off the top of my, like, drain. Okay. I'll throw that on. And then, I kinda, was trying, well, I one, usually, one I like, second, I'm sorry, but I was trying not to say any bands I know, off the I list. Was, I was, too, <laughs> so but I was like, I was like, ah, fuck it, we're gonna, okay. we're gonna get to it anyways. But, a lot of times, I, like, end my nights on jazz. Okay. I don't know. It's I don't know if it's maybe just the relaxing thing or like what it is, but I'll just I start off heavier. I might end up in like some singer songwriter stuff, or a lot of times I'll end on jazz. It just like winds down my day, I guess. Well, I would say based on my normal like um, nine to five world when I'm at work welding, from like yeah, you can't weld to jazz. You could, but it'd be kind of, I don't know. That's what, like, when you, yeah, when you're saying you start <laughs> off aggressive because of, like, um, the environment I work in, I'm going to turn on, like, and not because I'm straight edge, but Earth Crisis or something like that, like some, like you said, heavy. Or even, like, it might even go into, like, I want to listen to some Cradle or I want to listen to some fucking beatdown shit. Like, it's going to most likely be pissed off, you know, and then it'll morph from there. And I could end up on AFI in like a half hour and then Amy Winehouse. And then that'll make me think of John Coltrane. And then that'll make me think of fucking Joni Mitchell's blue. And then that'll make me think of Neil Young. And (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's like like a chain reaction. Yeah, it just goes all over. Or like if I'm listening to Shelter, I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude, that shit puts me in such a good mood, right? But then I'm like, fuck, now I'm here, break down the walls. And then that it puts me in a different kind of good mood. Right. And more aggressive, obviously, you know? So, yeah, it's fun. But honestly, it sucks because I would say most of my listening on an average day is earbuds now. Yeah, well, that's that's the convenience of it, though. You like, know? like, if I could play a record at work yeah but you'd fuck it up it'd just be all dusty and dirty oh my god and like i don't know like when the 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 appeal to collecting records in general is like the experience of the listen like oh for sure so i feel like if you were to go out and just have that order you could like fucking throw a record in your car like it was a giant cd player yeah it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as fun because it would take away that experience so like when you're home chilling doing whatever and you can physically utilize your media yeah it's a certain experience but like the convenience when you're out listening 
or driving because you know i listen a lot while i'm driving too but yeah ear oh pods definitely as well like at the gym and whatnot and then here at the record store you know i'll be checking out new things constantly and a lot of times i'll go flip through records grab random things or i'll do it with 45s and then other times i'm just sifting through streaming services looking for shit to buy or listen to that now that you mention it i think i listen to most of my hip-hop while i'm driving mm, i listen to a lot of hip-hop driving I mean, like, or podcasts. Like, if I'm right, yeah, if I'm on that's a another road. thing at work. I'll I'll listen yeah. to information or learn something as well. Yeah, like if you're on a road trip, even if it's just like an hour drive or whatever, and you got an hour, two hours to kill. I love throwing on podcasts. Yeah, fucking. Or stand up comedy, either or. The best one to put on is noise edification. <laughs> So this year, did you feel like you had, because I definitely had a more metal-leaning year. Oh, my God. Yeah, mine is. And, um, like, last year, mine was a lot more hip-hop. Mine's very hardcore. Yeah. Very, like, the new, in my opinion, like, this year and hardcore releases is just fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And not even full LPs. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah. There was a ton of stuff that. I would have that I know is on your list. I don't know your whole list yet, but I know a couple of them that are going right. to be on there that I would have had on mine. But by proxy, I used you. <laughs> right, right. I was right. like, he's going to have that. Yeah. Even beyond the five that we both had, like I knew there would be a couple others because I was like, man, I really would have liked to put this and that on there. But I was like, well, it, at least noise avocation will credit it because Jeremy will probably pick it up. Right, right, right. I mean, like I said, we could have made it 20 more easily, so anything we left out doesn't mean that we didn't like it. Yeah, there's, um, and I believe I'm speaking for the both of us, that it's just the stuff that we listen to the most, even, you know? An album that just recently came out a couple weeks ago, Vantage Point is the name of the band, and I'm really getting into that, but I only listened to it like three times, four times, so I'm like... I don't, I don't know it enough to throw it on this list, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've done that. Like, the new Zarface just came yeah, out. Yeah, that too. I did. I listened like, to it, but I, I don't know it well enough yet. Yeah. I like it. It was great. Like, I knew it would be, but I can't rightfully put it on here yet because I've literally played it once. Yeah. Is it? I will say I love the fucking, I left my comics in my mom's basement yes yes that is hilarious like the i left my wallet in el segundo tribe called quest is one thing that's like every year is always in my most listened to oh right i can't put that on here because it didn't come out this year so oh dude that's the other thing is um aside from pretty much what's on this list i a lot of the shit came out in 2022 Mm. That's that I listen to. Now, I'm still waiting for a know? better black metal album to come out than Stormkeep's Tales of Other Time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or dude. even one that like rivals it a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong. There's been some sweet releases in black metal, but that Stormkeep record. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, man, I, I didn't forget how good this was, but it just like stands back out to you where you're like, it just does not wear out. No, especially I, when it's cold. There's so many that aren't, that I'm just remembering looking at my list, like, that I did not put on here. Yeah. 
So what is first on your list? Okay, it's the most listened to thing on my Spotify, and it's Never Ending Games Outcry. Oh, you're going to go by most listened to? Well, I fucking dig that album all the way fucking through, too, man. It's so fucking good. Um, The Tank on E song is, like, super catchy and has, like, that melodic singing to it and almost sounds, like, radio-friendly, but it's fucking mad catchy, dude, and it's a good fucking song. It opens up with Outcry. That song's fucking amazing. I saw him live. Was that the... I'm looking it up right now. No, never mind. That was on a different record. They're on Triple B. They're on Triple B, which is a... That's on like a label nowadays, at least for me, can almost like 20 bucks spin. You can pretty much buy it and you know what you're getting. Yeah. Like kick ass, fucking hardcore, tough guy. Well, they call it beat down now. But anyway, never ending game. The second track, Never Die. That's probably my favorite song on here. And it has uh, Justin Tripp from fucking Trapped Under Ice sings on it. Yeah, that's what it was. I was trying to think of what the feature on there yeah, was. Yeah, and Sam Trapkin. But so. I was thinking 200 stab wounds from a different record. Oh, I follow you. They, well, so anyway, yeah, that song's fucking kick-ass. Their riffs are uh, super like groovy and heavy in the sense of some of the songs sound like Jeff G. guitar playing from Cold as Life. I mean, it's some of the um, like memories... That's a good-ass song. That has, like, a riff in it that I swear is a Coldest Life song, right? When I saw him live, he said something. This was before I was at another location. (laughs) But I got to see um, Never Ending Game, and they fucking kicked ass live, man. Their shit is together. And they only played so early because they had a um, prior engagement. Because I couldn't figure out. I'm like, why are they playing so early, you know? Yeah, didn't we, didn't Jimmy talk about that? Oh, maybe we did. Yeah, he's the one that told us. That is correct. So anyway, the um, singer straight up said on stage that there are riffs on this album that are Born to Land Hard songs, riffs in reverse. And like, was like kind of laughing about it, and I thought that was pretty funny. Are they actually, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, that's what was the funny about it. It was like, to do it at that show, but from front to back, man, it's just. I'm gonna have to go. Like I listened to it a few good. times throughout the year, but now that you mentioned the Cold as Life riff thing, I'm gonna have to go back and see if I notice it. Oh yeah, initially I, I didn't notice it. You you definitely will, because and it's like yeah, you have to kind of. It's like when you're listening and you kind of just pick out the guitar in your head, you know, right. and you take out the singing to for the distraction. You'll. It, you'll catch it like that but i know i said most of my stuff was metal but there is a few things on my list that are not but if we're gonna go by our most listened to i don't i don't um, want to say like most of mine are metal most of mine are guitar driven right. i suppose well from what i've seen there are a lot of hardcore Yes, Actually, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now that you say that i do know your whole list i forgot you sent it to me I, oh yeah that is correct <laughs> 
But anyways, I went with like my f- most listened to album of the year was Masego's latest record, which I've talked about him before. And if you're unfamiliar, he's I know you know him, Jeremy. Yep. But he's like a multi instrument playing, um, kind of like Prince in a way in that aspect as far as playing so many different instruments. Yeah, he just does his own thing. Yeah, but he like he mixes jazz, um, a little bit of dance hall, a little bit of reggae, uh, like some hip hop. He kind of has a his own blend of fusion, and like his latest record was just a self titled album, but it was the first album that he put out. I think it was since twenty eighteen, if I remember right. So it was cool to actually like get some more material from him because. In the like, I've followed this kid on like YouTube and Instagram since like 2015, 14 ish. So you got to see him, and he wasn't really that big yet. And then he slowly like kept getting more and more attention. And then, like, I got to see him kind of climb up and become like what he is, which was really cool. That's fucking awesome because he's fucking he's talented, man. Like, he has a really cool. Like I said, blend of music, but it, he puts his own spin on it to where it's like you haven't heard this from another person in the way he's doing it. And I th- if I remember right, I didn't have this written down, but if I remember right, I played the album 290 times throughout, throughout the year on my streaming services. But I don't know if that just meant I played off of it 290 times or if I played it all the way through 290 times. So I don't know how they calculate that. But I unfortunately missed it physically when it came out because it was one of those situations where I don't know if it got shorted or like what happened, but they were like there and then gone immediately. And I haven't <clears throat> been able to get another one yet. So I hate that. I'm working on it. But yeah, if you haven't, definitely go check out the record. It's fucking, it's sweet. He's like selling out big arenas and, um, I mean, not like fucking Taylor Swift size arenas. Maybe like Fillmore size arenas? Yeah, but like bigger venues and shit. That's awesome. And I really, he's played Detroit a few times. I want to go see him the next time he comes through. Last time it was on a weird day. I couldn't make it down. My next one. I'm trying to mix it up a, a little bit here. Tolkandra, Hail the Abyss. Um, I know you were like, fuck, man. So that's kind of one that could have totally been on your list, I'm assuming. Yeah, it could have. But the thing with that record was, like, it came out in, when did it come out? May 19th. May. So it was, like, the middle of summer. And Tolkandra is, yeah. like, a very, they right sound now. a lot like Dissection. Which yeah, is what yeah. I fucking love about them, because Dissection's my favorite black metal band, and they have definitely like um, not like a mimicry, but like a, a huge influence. Like in the same way that Gruesome sounds like Death. Yeah, yeah. Thalcandra sounds like Dissection. I've heard somebody refer to it as Dissection worship, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I fucking love this album. But since it came out in May, I didn't listen to it that much because I was like in the middle of listening to, I don't know, like summer feely shit. Well, I think another reason too is that when I go to work in the morning, it's Northern Michigan, so it's it cold can, yeah, it can be uh, you know July. 
21st it's, and it's 20 degrees in the morning. You never know. Yes, yeah, so, and it's cold and dark. dark. So that's I what, see that. That's what happens there. And then, obviously, over the last couple months, I've kind of got back into it again, you know, because it's snowing here. Yeah, I have, um, I think three, I have two other records and one of their CDs. I can't remember all the album names. A Dying Wish, I think, was the one that came out before Hail the Abyss. Yeah, yeah, Dying Wish, yep. and then I have Ascension Lost. Oh, I don't have that one. I only have... Just the CD, though. I don't the, have the um... record. Oh, okay. Because they were all pressed in Germany. Like, they didn't... Yeah. Or the earlier ones were, at least, before they... So uh, they did, yeah, all be imports? Yeah, because they're on Napalm Records yeah. now, but I think prior to that, they were on... Nope, they were still on Napalm. But they were all imports from Germany, so they kind of were hard to get. And those earlier records that were done in like 2013 and 15, they only did a small run at that time. Oh, yeah. They were a small band, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were probably big in Germany, though. But My favorite uh, track on that is I, it's the first track. I mean, if you listen to the whole, it, it might even be the best song, in my opinion, that they've done in the Eye of Heaven. I think this song just sounds fucking ripping badass. The solo in it, fucking killer, dude. Even in the the Apple Music About Me forum, it says, metal band inspired by Swedish black and death metal groups over the 1990s, or of the 1990s, particularly Dissection. Yeah, see, I, knew, <laughs> I, I read somewhere about them being a worshiper. It's kind of like how Frozen Soul sounds like Bolt Thrower a lot. Like, I, clearly they were a huge influence on them. I, I feel like... They're... Which is a good thing because Bolt Thrower is not putting out any more albums, and the singer on Dissection's dead. So. Oh yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't. I don't get when people are like. I think um, Mike Score mentioned that same thing too about people being like, "They sound like this band. I hate them." But why do you like that band then? Type of thing, you know? Right. I think that um, it's like the Folkandras. This particular album is kind of in a more. They're pushing to a, almost more of like a climactic kind of black metal i think you yeah, know it, it definitely puts you in a cinematic ki- yeah, black metal type like, of thing yeah. that's that's kind of how i feel about it it definitely paints a fucking black picture in my head but I it's don't like know cool what you know? thalkandra means specifically but i do know that it was a dark throne demo like back in the day oh okay there was a tape dark throne released called thalkandra it's probably something from lord of the fucking rings it very well could be for sure. What's your next one there, sir? Um, I've, since I just mentioned Frozen Soul, we might as well just say Frozen Soul Glacial Domination. Yeah, that's one I. <laughs> same thing in reverse. Did you see their la- latest flyer with Venom on it? Yeah. Oh, that's so sick, dude. He's all frozen. I know. That's fucking. It's dope. But the album, I mean, we interviewed Michael a while back. I don't even remember what episode. An early on one. Yeah, thank you. Thirty ones ago or so. And if he for some reason is listening to this, thanks. But the record and then remember when we interviewed that one dude from Ends of Sanity and we found out yep. he was Frozen Souls band manager? Yep. So when we like I know you did it too. I went back home and looked and he's like he's on the record. Like in the thank you yeah, teaser or whatever yeah, yeah. on the back. That was crazy. I know it was crazy because we didn't even know. 
Frozen Soul, I've talked about him time and time again. And if you haven't heard, go listen to the interview. And if you, for some reason you didn't hear the record yet, fucking go listen to it. Um, it's Bolt Thrower, but Cold, Cold Thrower. I mean, they're a fucking phenomenal band. And they're just groovy-ass, plain-cut death metal, dude. There's no, like... Would you say that it's... That's what I love about Bolt Thrower is this they band don't could fuck have around. been in the top our top five, but because of other albums that just squeaked by, maybe it oh, wasn't. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Because I, I don't know, because that's one I could have put on, but I knew you were gonna, you know, so yep. I didn't type a thing. Yeah, it easily could have been in the top five. However, kinda, I, I there's so many. To, yeah, there is so much. My next one would be Tsunami, and Tsunami's self-titled album finally came out, and it's nasty fucking beatdown, dude. Talk about killing cops. Whether you agree with that or not, I'm not here to debate that. I'm just here to say that this shit's it's so fucking tough and funny. Like, um, they say shit like, Tsunami-style, bitch. I mean... And then there's a fucking killer breakdown where you just, you know, even if you can't spin kick, that shit will make you believe you can, dude. <laughs> I swear. It's fucking awesome. I actually did not listen to that. I just added it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their uh, demonstration came out in uh, 2019. So, and then they put out, like, another little EP. Mm-hmm. And I think that had, yeah, that had, like, Contempt of Cop on it, which is now on this LP. And uh, their first song, Y-S-A-B, I mean, they're all fucking just grimy beatdown shit. They got, like, a sing-along, dude, where it's like, 187 on a P-I-G. Oh, wait, 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 I did hear that. And then they, uh, they make kind of make fun of, like, pig vocals yeah. in one song, and they're like... <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me about oh, this. Oh, dude, now. I fucking love that, man. Because they put a smile on my face, I guess, you know? Right. Um, Because, I, I don't know, they talk about, like, uh, you run into us, you know, we're going to fuck you up, blah, 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 and it, you totally know they're not, or they can't, rather, but mm. it's just, to me, it's just good fun, fucking hardcore, danceable. I don't know. It's yeah, short. It, it's it, like seven, the whole album's only like seventeen minutes long. I have another one on here that's only eighteen and a half minutes, like the whole album. So it's that almost counts as an EP. That's also on Triple B, by the way. Yeah, they had a killer fucking year yeah, in releases. I mean, not even just this year; they've just had a killer run in general. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'll put on most likely. I'll put on. Contempt of Cop, yeah, I'll put that on the, most likely put that on the um, playlist. But that's like way, so I think the last song. Mm. Um, Ten Toes Down, the third song, and No Heart, the fourth. I mean, and it, there's nothing new here, but it just sounds fresh because nobody's done it in a while. You know what I mean? Right. And his vocals are high-pitched in the sense of kind of like in a shutdown sort of sense of like the, yeah, not in, like, a King Diamond way. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely not in a King Diamond way. Anywho. Um, another that I definitely, I think this was right under, I believe my second, but 
um, King Gizzard and the Lizards Wizards album with the longest fucking album name ever. It's I had to pull this up to make sure I didn't fuck it up because all this time I've still not been able to remember it. Petro Dragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Night and Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. Wow. Yeah. It's it's like it's funny how they say Petro Dragonic Apocalypse or and then they give you like two sentences worth of shit. But that's yeah, that's if you I know you didn't really get into this album. I, but I have not, but give her. The band like Every album they come out with, so if you're not familiar with them, they switch styles. And uh, this isn't their first thrash album that they did. But, you know, you might have a thrash record, you might have an alternative record, an electronic synth-pop record, a post-pop punk record, um, or post-punk pop record. I said that backwards. But they just, uh, I don't know, they're fucking unique. Like, which is what I really like about it. But they're, it's one of those albums that you gotta let the dynamic of it kind of build on you. Yeah, and I have not given it that chance yet, honestly. Yeah, like, you can't just sit and listen to a song. Because each song, when it ends, it follows directly into the next. So you don't know that a song ended. It's gone into the next part of the song. So it plays out like it's one big-ass long song. It's kind of like... That's cool. Uh, it's kind of like Sleep's Dope Smoker but not quite as long, and there's a lot more to it. Like, it's not just one 48 big, minutes yeah. of doom, one doom, long doom, riff. Doom, doom, doom. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with Dove Smoker. It's just a hard song to listen to all the way through. But yeah, definitely go check out the King Gizzard album um, if you haven't heard them or if you're already familiar with some of their other stuff. Like, they're a fucking awesome band and very... I mean, think of how, like, much creativity you have to have to switch genres every single oh, time you make an album musically uh talent wise it's fucking insane to me dude like like you were mentioned prince before you know it's like yeah it's just as hard i mean it's the same thing only you're doing it with extreme music you know yeah i guess it's going it's the first of two albums with a yin and yang concept so whatever the next one is going to be the complete opposite, which I don't know if that's the other one that they released that goes with it. Cause they did come out with a second record this year. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it was like a synth pop record. Really? Yeah. So not even in the extreme sense, that's just anything. Mm. That's, that's interesting. My next, I'm going to do my next one. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. It's the um, only hip-hop one on here, and that's not, I don't know why, it just is. And that's uh, Atmospheres, another kind of a long title. But uh, oh, yeah. so uh, many other so realities many... exist simultaneously. Yep. I love the one line on that song where he calls his phone his anti-fax machine. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> talking about that. It's funny. I just like the um, the production on this one is fucking, I wish, honestly, every... Um, album sounded that fucking crisp without sounding too polished as right. far as hip-hop goes man it sounds fucking phenomenal to me yeah Ant makes really good beats and uh oh fuck yeah dude like i don't know why i'm saying like a lot i apologize out there but i'm getting a little excited <laughs> <laughs> no he like definitely suits 
Slug's style very well. And that's another group I'm sure that he's I've been worked listening with, to for years, right. you know? I'm sure he's worked with a lot of other people. I don't know who, like, off the top of my head, but... Definitely just be something his, to look into. His style in general is very smooth and laid back, which I really fucking appreciate. I just, I like Slug's approach to, like, rapping about what he knows, not trying to, like, go back and, yeah, you know, it's like... Yeah, but like he continues with what's going on in his life, not yeah. trying to like reminisce on the golden days. And I even though he does have song, like where he does reminisce on the golden yeah, days. Yeah, but he's like making fun like of a, himself. Yeah, 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 it's in like a humorous right. way. Yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, I only had two hip hop releases. On uh, yeah, that. another one of uh, one that I know that is on your list. Um. Yeah. I'm just, again, I'm I, gonna jump into. I it. couldn't. I didn't get enough time with it, and what I have listened to, I and there's nothing that he's put out that I haven't liked, so go ahead. ASAP Rocks Integrated Tech Solutions just came out November 10th, and we've said this before, but he's one of those guys, like, you literally have to, there's no way you get it in one listen. Right. And he, like, just the storytelling in this record alone is... It's nuts. Like, I don't know how I say this every time, but I just don't know how he writes a song. It's like he has a way different approach to anybody else that I've ever heard write a hip hop song. It's, yeah, his storytelling of how you you don't know where it's you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then at the very end, it'll all come <clears throat> together and you're like. People always cite Slick Rick as the best storyteller in hip hop. And I feel like a lot of times that's because he just came out with an album that was a storytelling album. And a lot of people don't list their albums as storytelling albums. Like, Ice Cube's a great storyteller. Scarface oh, no, is a great storyteller. Uh, Ice-T. Ice-T, yeah. Yeah. But I, not a single one of them have shit on Aesop Rock's storytelling. I'm sorry. Like, And they're a lot of times telling two very different stories. You know, like Ice Cube would be doing a story more reminiscent of like Boys in the Hood, whereas yeah. like Aesop Rock's doing a story about getting ice cream. Oh, right. No, so it's it's definitely it's two on a... totally different concepts. And I'm not taking away from Ice Cube or any of the aforementioned at all. But Aesop Rock but could not I'm just rap saying, about like, that either. Yeah, right. Because it wouldn't. It wouldn't be him. It wouldn't be him. But. Just the way that he pieces words together and, like, makes his stories so complex but simple in a way at the same time where, like, you have to actually sit and think to interpret and paint the picture in your head that he's trying to put out. And that's what I really like about his music. And, like, this album was another one where he had a ton of good storytelling songs. Like, Aggressive Steven was fucking hilarious. It was about, like this crackhead named Steven that lived in his apartment building and he was found like hiding in the ceilings and like going into people's houses and stealing food and like just all this crazy shit. And then like he goes to the front desk to tell them and they're like, Oh my God, is it Steven? And he's like, "Uh, (laughs) who the fuck is fucking Steven? And like, they know about it. So he puts you right in. Yeah. You're like right in the driver's seat of the story. Oh, and one other thing I liked about the record is how the inner sleeves looked like files, like 
Manila folder files. Yeah, he always does cool shit with his albums. The next one I'm going to do is another unique one to the the list. And I recently, I would say in the last, like, two months, this album came out earlier, I believe. Came out June 5th, but Soft Kills Meta World Peace. And, um... Oh, yeah, we were just talking oh, about dude, that. Oh, dude, I fucking... It's like, um... I love hardcore, but at the same time, this is like the runner-up in style of, like, that dark wave, um... With like electronic style, you know, drum sounds, but they could, but they have an actual drummer, and they just, you know, sing about your typical like gothy style shit, you know, mm-hmm. but very um, in the vein of like the the Cure's early work, but with a dark wave mix in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, maybe like uh, almost like in. A lot of some of their songs sound like uh, Cold Wave, or I'm sorry, pardon me, Cold Cave, almost like in the not in the words or the vocals, but in no, but the in music. the sense that you take a dark song and make it sound beautiful. Type yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. There's an album also. Their previous album too, by the way, is fucking awesome, and I would also put on here, but 2022. There's a I had the same description of that for the Co-Defendants album, the This Is Crime Wave record yeah. that came out. So I put that on my list too because it's a very unique blend of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like I, lo- had, I like it too. There was so many different like concepts to it, but they had really upbeat songs with really depressing lyrics, and it reminded me in a way of just the taking something dark and making it sound beautiful thing. I that see. reminded me in The Cure of the Sense. In no way does it sound like The Cure or anything like that, but just that concept made me think of it because it does have like a lot of depressing lyrics, but there are there's songs that are very upbeat. There's like some surf rock sounding songs. There's some Beatles sounding songs. There's a hip hop song. There's a... Like synth pop sort of sounding song. The hip hop song, I believe, is the one I heard first. Yeah, the one that has DOC on it. Yep, yep. Yeah, so the project is Fat Mike from No Effects, um, Sam from Get Dead, and Cheshi Ramos, who's a, a rapper. And him in general is very dark, like Keshi or Cheshi, however you fucking say his name. I can never remember the exact way to pronounce it. Don't ask me, man. I'm horrible. <laughs> but he, um, he has a very like dark mind in his hip hop in general. So that was like his style. So that made sense going into the project. Fat Mike obviously has a dark mind, twisted sense of humor, that sort of thing. And then Get Dead is another band also. So like the combination of the three was a very cool project. Oh, I when um you were actually the one that brought that group to my attention and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, it just sounds like it sounds it like it'd be weird. You don't, but you have no idea, like, what you're gonna get. Another hardcore album, uh, and they're on Revelation Records. Big laugh, consume me is the album, and um, straight up old school. What you'd expect from Revelation, man? Like, Youth of Today, Gorilla Biscuit style hardcore, but yeah, you're not gonna find like a 
fucking ASAP Rock <laughs> on like Rev Records. No, n- definitely. Like you pretty not. much know what to expect from them. However, to me, this is one of their harder bands. Like it almost reminds me, like the attitude of Judge. Like it's pissed mm. off. You know what I mean? Super good breakdowns. And when I say breakdowns, I mean not like the chuggy breakdowns. I mean like those eighties like that kind of shit. Right. Oh, uh, so it's so good. I love it, man. You good, know, good riffage. Good riffage, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and it's kind of like if you're into that style and you want a, something that's in that vein with a harder edge, perfect. That's about the best way I can describe it. Um. Yeah, that may, I mean, that's a good way to fill it in. I heard it, I, I didn't even listen to the whole thing. I heard, like, one, two songs. Yeah. Because I remember you talking about it. It's just... But like I said, this year I leaned a lot towards there's metal. there's so much that com- comes out, too. Even, like, when you're like, hey, man, check this out. And I'm like, yeah, all right, and I listen to it, to it once. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. Or, like you said. Yeah, or once you or hear twice, one... and then you're like, oh, yeah, I got to fucking get on this now. Yeah, or you hear one song... And then you're like, oh, that was cool. Get sidetracked. Gotta go grocery shopping. Yeah, get yeah. sidetracked and never hear it again. Yeah. So, yeah, go back and check that motherfucker out. Yeah, well, I've been making my own, like, little list of shit that I didn't hear that yeah. was on your list. I wrote list. down in big letters, give King Gizzard another listen. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's like, you really got to, like, sit and take it all in, though. Um, another one that came out that I preached heavy about was the new Mutoid Man. Uh, Mutants was the name of the album, which now that I've read that like out loud for the first time, it, it's such a silly as expected thing. to be album name. But anyways, it had like some crazy ass artwork as usual. And if you've listened to Cave In or Converge, uh, you get the style of the tempo that the music's going to be in. It doesn't quite sound vocally like Converge does, more on the cave-in side of things, but and it makes sense since different singers. Produced but, at, at God City by Kurt Ballyu, or Yeah. So you know it's fucking phenomenal sounding. Yeah, they have... I just love their, like, tempo. They got a real, like, cool guitar tone in their music when they're doing their hammer-ons and pull-offs and stuff, and they're just... I mean, you start the record and it goes like 100 miles an hour. It's not like a, and not in like a thrash metal type of way, just like a, you're getting like guitar lick after guitar lick and like cool drum beat and just um, the singer, he has like a crazy, I like the variation in his screaming versus his singing voice. So he goes from melodic to screams and yeah, back and forth. Yeah, same as like in Cave In. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, like I like how he mixes his voice up like that. That's again. That was that's big, another one that I I just fucking passed over, man. I should go back. Yeah, because I was talking to you about it like yep. when it came out, and when I was buying them for the store, I remember asking if you wanted one, and you passed over. I totally remember. But uh, definitely, yeah, that's one to go check out. It was fucking awesome, and Could I know have been you're a tight week too, dude. Yeah, yeah, that you happens. Know, like... I get it. That's why I didn't I didn't pick up the King Gizzard album yet because one, it's like. Even my cost is like thirty seven bucks. Ooh. And it retailed at like forty five. Like they didn't give a very good break on the price is in it. Is it, it a, like a single double? It's a double. But it was Still. hard to it was hard to get. Like it was another case where it came out and then it just fucking it went 
quick. My my and originally like I was that. like, oh, I'm gonna buy a CD of it. Didn't do one. I'm like, uh, God damn it. <laughs> you know, speaking of CDs, that's another thing I've noticed. People, um, certain labels, smaller labels releasing CDs limited. Dude, those go sometimes quicker than the fucking LPs and cassettes I've noticed now. Well, they're cheaper. That's just it. Eight bucks, and they're when like, you, out of a hundred, you're getting fucking yeah, when you numbered got a ones. Whole, like, it's nuts. Yeah, and you got a whole bunch of, like, if you're a record buyer, like, some weeks, you might have had a bunch of bills that week. Like, yep. the shit gets expensive. I mean, I get wholesale prices on records, and even I'm sometimes like, yeah, I got to hold off. And it's like, like, oh, for sure. And, it's you know, the thing is, is we're, um, we can, you can, well, you guys can stream everything, and that's true, and we do stream, but we're fucking, yeah, you're a store I like owner. To, I like to own it. Yeah, and I'm, like, addicted to collecting, and I love supporting what I fucking believe in, man, and I believe everybody should support these artists, man. It's like you're 10 bucks, man, 5 bucks. Yeah. Like, if you're listening to that shit, like, throw them, throw them a fucking bone. Anyway, I'm done with my spiel there. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, what's the album that you had after that? Because you said it came out and went. Oh, yeah. It was, like, hard for me to get was the, um, it's a hard name again for me to pronounce because I'm, you know. Oh, I know me. what it is now. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But it's, uh, like, numb. N arene, numarine, num and arene or something. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think can't it's say new, it. new Marinian or something like but that. But the the name of the album is Adore. The cover that one will be in the playlist. So when you see a name similar to that, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to say it either. It's a, it's N U M E N O R E A N. Yeah, it's a. It's a hard one to pronounce. It's like a mouthful of letters that don't typically yeah. go together. I I would almost call it, I have a little, like I typed some shit about it myself because it, that's another one that's almost, mixes a lot of different things. But I could almost call it like black black metal and shoegaze yeah. kind of mixed, uh, but aggressive and they're straight up black metal songs. But the production is a lot cleaner than you'd hear from your typical black metal fucking mm-hmm. album. I just dig I dig it. It puts it's an atmospheric one for me. And they have really like Bridger songs, you know? Um what the fuck? The intermission songs that come yeah, in. Interludes. Interludes. Yeah. That are um like soft and fucking pretty sounding and then it's just like blast beats and screaming. Yeah. Uh, and I like yeah, I like yeah, black metal it, like it's that. It's a nice, yeah. It'd, it'd be like a chill, a chill mix for guys like us, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, and then the first album I really dug too. So, this one I went after. Right. And I couldn't. It was like because it was an import and you blah blah it, blah. You got it from Blast Beats, didn't you? Yep. Shout out to yeah. Blast Beats. I got a, out of two hundred copy from them. So that was pretty weird. And it was at like. Um, your average normal price, you know, it wasn't like right. sixty bucks or something crazy. Carrying on from hard names to pronounce, another one on my list was uh, Mirker. Her latest album that came out, Spine. She's a Danish, I guess you could call her singer slash black metal kind of fusionist if you want to say that i guess 
Yeah, I'm, she I'm like, unfamiliar. You'd like it. It's just you gotta like actually take the time and sit to listen to it. But I think you would like the earlier stuff more than the newer stuff. And then if you did like the earlier stuff, it would follow into liking the new stuff. Like gotcha. I could see if you listen to it from the first get go, like this latest album kind of takes all of her previous work because she does like a lot of, they'll be very clean, almost like Enya style vocals. Okay. But then she has this like vicious fucking lo-fi black metal scream. That's like super, super, it's like haunting almost. Um, so she'll have like beautiful music, that transitions into like blast beat lo-fi black metal and oh, I see. then she had another album previous to this one that was um it was i don't know how to correctly pronounce it but it was danish for folk song and it was just all like scandinavian folk music and stuff and like story folk tales from that like old timely viking yeah, era yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that and it had like a it's almost like Skyrim the video game but like the soundtrack I've never played that game but I know kind of know But you know what it is kind of yeah like almost like uh Game of Thrones Lord of Rings that era yeah, of yeah, stuff Yeah 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 and this new record she takes all of like her previous work mashes it all together but then adds like some synth to it in a little bit of spots and a little bit of keys and whatnot. And it makes for just a really cool blend of music, I think. Oh, right on. Originally, she was like one of those hidden identity people that didn't let anyone know who she was. Mm -hmm. And then eventually she came out and like let people know who she is and whatnot. But I've been following her music for a while. Kind of, you ever listen to the band Ulver? I believe so. Yeah, it's kind of like along the lines of that style of stuff. Like very, I don't want to say Celtic, but has it like makes a, you think of Vikings. a Nordic type of feel to it. Yeah. But it's a great record, and it came out on Relapse Records, and I don't know if she catches flack for being on a metal label, and people are like, you're not metal, but I well, mean, there, if, you think, fuck, if you think that, like, fuck off, this chick's pretty damn metal. I was... uh looking up shit for this particular episode, you know, I came across where they're, like, talking about black gays, quote-unquote, you know, and how mm -hmm. pure black metal people are very upset with the softness of... It's like, what the fuck? Who gives a shit, dude? You know, like, yeah. I'm just... You know, I'm over that bullshit. But the whole Nordic thing kind of segues into my next pick. And as Freya Fight is One came out on Upstate Records, you know, from Mario and Kim that we interviewed. Shout out to them. Yeah, Odin Freya's... is the last track. That's the name of the last track on it. Odin. So it kind of just made me I was like, fuck, I'll use this one. And that track's fucking tight, dude. Yeah, and their name is obviously fucking yeah. Nordically inspired yeah. as being Freya. So. This I actually didn't listen. I didn't know till later, like down the road when we were talking about it, that Carl was the singer for Freya. Right. And if I did know it, I 
like glimpsed it and just totally dismissed it. But yeah, I thought that was cool. I um Carl from Earth Crisis <coughs> for reference. Sorry, I just dropped a Carl like everybody was supposed to. Yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. Carl, Carl, dude, fucking Carl. Carl. <laughs> yeah. But I just love it. It's like that's obviously a hardcore record in this like the first half, and it has awesome like guest appearances on uh like from Freddie Madball, Scott Vogel, and uh Oh, Sense of Doom, fucking, God, I'm stupid, Jamie Josta, that's oh. track two. Oh, nice. Okay, so that song's fucking tight, and it's like very, sounds very hate-breed-ish, breed-ish just because Jamie Josta's voice in it, it mm. almost, you know, but super riffage, bouncy, like the title track, Fight is One, there's a video for that, I think there's a video for... Sense of Doom too, but the fight is one video I did see, and that is it has Freddie Madball in it, and that song's fucking tight. And you know, it's all about unity, and I always liked the way that his writing. It wasn't just like step up, represent, beat up assholes, but like he actually had <laughs> shit to say. You know what I mean? And yeah, has yeah. things to say. Well, it, you know, it it's is a dope ass fucking album from front to back. Like I just I love it, and it's not. It is easy to get into that same content in hardcore music. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, like, like that. There's definitely this year a, was the biggest year for fucking beatdown. Yeah, I have like that. I know of shit, man. But it seems like now, more than previously, there's bands that are trying to. Yes, they're inspired by that, and yes, they're like carrying on that torch type of thing but they're also, like, putting their own spin on it. Right, right. Where, as before, like, when this first stuff was first starting, a lot of it tended to sound similar. Like, it did have its little different nuances, but, like, content and lyric-wise, a lot of it blended together. Oh, and, you, I mean, you're going to have that where it's, like, you get in any kind of genre, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, that shit yeah, gets for repetitive. sure. Yeah, death metal, they, how many times oh, can my, you talk yeah, about right. killing somebody? That's true. I mean, we still love it and listen to it, but it's like oh, sometimes you hear it and you're like, man, really? Did you do anything different that anybody hasn't done ten times over no, it's, already? It's true. I mean, that's that was kind of why I laugh about the whole black metal thing. It's like, how, well, how long can you, like, sing about the same thing, man? Yeah. And, and like, play the same fucking blast beat over. Exactly. And how... Like we talked about this before, I like love it, what though. what constitutes black metal to to be able to cite yourself as being a black metal artist? Because now, like, yeah, you sound, always have it? like your purists that are like, "Oh, if it wasn't made in a fucking shed in the back of a butchering plant, like on a Tascam four track recorder, it's not black metal." Like, if you go to a studio, it's not black metal, or if well, you're not. Covered in blood and you'd dirt. Almost, like, the fucked up thing is, dude, you'd almost have to go, like, if you wanted to be a quote-unquote purist, you can't do it on a computer, right? Right. So, you'd almost have to go to a fucking shed. But to me, like, that whole purist thing is, no, like, it's, it's, it's fucking stupid. Like, I, If you wanted to make a record music, in that, like, to, as, like, an ex, you know, an experiment or, like, a concept, I yeah. get it. But, yeah. No, think I about, like, Stormkeep, like I don't know how they recorded that, 
but I know it wasn't in a shed. No, fuck no, dude. <laughs> like, sounds phenomenal. And there's no way, like, you're not going to tell me that that's not black metal. Oh, like, same thing with, fucking... like, Moonlight Sorcery. Yeah. Fucking sounds so badass. But anyway, what do so, you got next? I also have a Freya on my list, but a totally opposite and different Freya. Uh, Freya Riding's Blood Orange came out this year as well. Who's a singer that I found like a few years ago that I've been big into since then, and um, the redhead. Yeah, the redhead. Her dad's Peppa Pig, and uh, or Papa Pig. I'm sorry, not Peppa Pig. I can't remember his name. I think it's Richard Ridings. He's like a very famous actor and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she's like very big in the UK, Germany, and like overseas and whatnot over there. And she's done some work here, but it seems like she gets a lot more attention overseas. And I feel like that happened with Adele at first, too. So it would be nice to see her breakthrough into the States. Right. Because I think that she could be on the same level as, like, Adele, like, selling out arenas and shit, like, how she was. Because she's got a huge, powerful voice, and she writes really great songs. It's another one of those things where it's somebody that's taking something dark and sad but making it sound beautiful type of thing. Right, right. And um, I don't know. I've always had a thing for good voices so and clever songwriting, so that's why I put her on the list. And I kind of like her previous record a little bit more because it was it seemed more just her and her piano-driven. Yeah, like, I listened to this album... And it sound like in my to me it was almost a little too produced. Like I think it yeah. would have been better. Um, I like her. She has three live records, and I would prefer the live albums over the studio albums definitely. because there's not a bunch of extra bullshit added into there. And some of the songs on this newer one were a little poppy and whatnot, and that's fine. But you know she's probably trying to catch a little. Oh well, yeah, how radio the fuck you gonna get here over here anyway? Yeah, yeah for so, sure. You know, she's got to do what she's got to do. But I like that first record that she came out with was a lot more personal, like just her and her piano. But I still enjoy this one quite a bit and listen to it fucking, I think it was like my fifth or sixth most played record all year. Oh, no shit. And I just noticed for some reason I had an extra that I didn't get to. So anyways, I have, go, I, uh... go ahead. Yeah, there's a I got, couple extras on mine, but it's your extra. Go ahead. Well, I got two more still that I didn't. I was, oh, you I forgot must, to say one? Yeah, I must have forgot to say one. Okay, well, this is um, um, my last one that's not a dupe, like, not that we share. It's Pain of Truth, not through blood, and it's, dude, this is on everybody's list. I, I would imagine that's into hardcore. Yeah. And, First and foremost, I love the album cover. Oh, yeah, the gun in the like mouth the view. Inside, yeah, but it's the inside of yeah. a mouth. Like that, I thought that was a really cool way to project that image because oh. it's been done before, but it's always a picture of like some dude's fit, like holding yeah, a gun yeah, in yeah. his mouth or something. But I've never seen it from the inside view where like you got the yeah, back it'd be of like your the teeth. camera. Yeah, is in yeah. the corner of your throat. It's like they hung a camera from your uvula. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, just in the like, background, yeah. it I noticed it's like he's in prison though, or he's outside of a prison, or oh, some sort that, of gated fucking thing. Cover? Yeah, it's funny. I kind of wonder about it. 
I wonder if there's like a a meaning behind it where like your mind is the prison or if he was actually in prison. Oh, uh, probably I would, I don't know, if I had to guess, much love, prisoner spirit. Oh, let's see. Looking for my notes. I thought it was cool that they had 200 stab wounds. Yeah, they had 200 stab wounds. They also had uh, Freddy Madball on you and me. Yeah. That was what I mentioned earlier in the episode. Yeah, but you thought it was, was a different album because yeah, yeah, they thinking, have everybody on this too. Yeah, trapped under ice. Justin, um, Justice I said Justin, Justice trip. But yeah, this shit's heavy. I like the fucking Seinfeld sample too. Oh that yeah, that's funny. In there, like, I like the um. I believe it's on. This fall is it? This falls on you. I the think one, so. the one, where it's like. I'm on a mission from God. Tell yeah. me you failed. Yeah, yeah. yeah this song is, dude, it just, it's fucking nuts. I love it. Days Records, that's another label that, like, I can basically listen to any band off of that label, and it'll be in my in my wheelhouse for sure. Yeah, they put out consistently like, good stuff. I'll get through my last two here, and then we can get to these five... Sparkmaster Tapes, Sale of a Soul, came out in March. Yeah, March March. 2nd. If you're unfamiliar with Sparkmaster Tape, he's an anonymous, nobody, like, knows who he is. He always wears a mask and stuff, like a ski mask and whatnot. But if you're familiar with, like, Chopped and Screwed music from, like, Texas, this, I feel like, is kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, is it, like, DJ Screw? A little bit, yeah, but it's kind of, like the evolution of that like right. if chopped and screwed would have stayed like in the limelight that it was in originally this is what i feel like what it would have evolved to because it has it's not chopped and screwed in the sense that like there's parts that just repeat like how the mm-hmm. original stuff was it's like screwed as in the sense of like his voice is like uh you know when you're watching a, a crime documentary and they got somebody's voice like kind of their tone is taken way down, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can't know who it is. So he does that with his voice, but all of his stuff is just like, I mean, he's got super dope beats, and like, he's he very humorous in like his stuff. Like he'll have like fat chicks dancing on his stage where he's like <laughs> throwing ice cream at them and like dumping milk all over what him. The and fuck? <laughs> but he's, um, I think he's <laughs> fucking incredibly talented Shit's and like fun. underrated, but. Unfortunately, like none of most of this did. I think it's still on Spotify, but for some reason it got taken off of Apple Music because I'm guessing the sample things can't get cleared. But he's never released anything physical that I know of. Okay. Because of sampling rights, like oh, he dude, can't clear so it, expensive. so it's got to sit like on SoundCloud and YouTube, and occasionally it'll make it through to Spotify or Apple Music, depending on what it is. Like certain songs are on there, but for the most part. You got to find it all on SoundCloud. No shit. But it's crazy. Like, he's getting, like, millions of plays off SoundCloud and stuff. Like, he's probably, like, one of the higher artists on there. And he's not making shit. He ain't making shit. Not on SoundCloud. But, yeah, definitely go check him out. I like him a lot. I've played the shit out of that record. I can't really recite a lot of it because most of it's pretty inappropriate. But it is great. 
And then the last one that I had was Cattle Decapitation's Terracite, which if I had to make a vote of worst album cover of the year, this would go to it because that album cover was awful. It's like, I get it. It's supposed to, like, they have ugly-ass album covers. Fuck yeah. Like, Humanure was gross, but, like, it's... Isn't that the point? Yeah, it's the point. But, like, this one wasn't really that gross. It just looked like... it was pretty silly. It was kind of goofy. Like, I thought it was a joke. And um, it reminded me of that one big-ass grasshopper from A Bug's Life, which was funny because somebody made a meme on the internet of, like, that big-ass grasshopper oh, yeah, like dude. swapped out the thing it looked yeah it's like it looked like that kind of era cgi like that's yeah. what was like what the f- like we think but i guess a like a terracite is like a, a certain thing i can't remember the actually like what it was i think it's shedding all of like the the filth from a person and being reborn as like whole or something like that not in a religious stance but no i, I understand um, but Cattle Decap's one of the few grindcore bands that I actually really enjoy. Yeah, a lot yeah, of times I never got into them, man. I a lot of times grindcore, like I just don't care much for it because they they mash it together too messy. I guess is the word I'm looking for. Like it never feels like it has a good flow to it. It kind of just is noisy and all over the place. Well, and yeah, I, I mean that's like, the point, but like. I guess it just isn't really my thing. Like, I like some Carcass and, like, Cattle Decap and, like, Repulsion and stuff like that, but... Yeah, like, Carcass, I love Carcass, but they have Groove, dude. Yeah. You know? And then, like, Cattle Decap, what I really like about them, though, is, like, the singer has such a crazy range of vocal. Like, he can go way down low, but then he's got this, like, high-pitched, like, locusty sounding scream that I feel like sets them apart from other bands. And I really like, like, this album and the two that were previous to it. Some of the earlier Cattle Decap stuff I don't care for quite as much, but these last three that they did were all really, really good. That's what's up. That's just a band, like, I never, I can't get past that fucking shit, to, like, the vocals and the, like we were just saying. But got to respect them as a musicians and fucking innovators for sure. Yeah, they're definitely... I mean, like the whole vegan thing. Right. There's 101 fucking vegan bands, but there's not really many bands that their whole lore is about being vegan. Well, how long have they been? They've been around a while now, too. Oh, yeah, quite a while. Maybe, like, I'm thinking probably close to 20 years. I was going to say, like... I can't remember off the top of my head when the first record came out. 20 years. And that's a, I forgot to mention, like, that's kind of another thing. Like, after 20 years, you, they can still put out, or, and a lot of bands that we like can still put out albums that are, like, fucking killer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, since 99, 90, oh, it formed in 96, so. But yeah. it looks like their first, like, demo or album didn't come out till around 99-ish. So, yeah, a little over 20 years. Gnarly. But they're very, like, animal rights supporting. That being said, that clears up our individual lists so we can get on into the five. Yeah. And it feels kind of like these five are, like, the like the best of the year, I guess, yeah, for yeah, the both yeah. of us. Because, like, there was three in particular on here that I would have ranked 
as being my favorite releases this year. And one of them, or wait, two of them we interviewed. I tried, We tried to get with one of them, but they oh, never I got know. back to us. Uh, but the first one, well, I'll let you go ahead with the first one, Jeremy. I'd been talking. Okay. I'm going to just, I'm going to go with a fairly recent one, but that Wayfair album. Yeah. Fucking amazing, dude. Holy fuck. Like, I can't stop listening to that shit. It's like Americana black metal, dude. Yep. Oh. That's like my, it's a tie between that and one of the others on this yeah. list, but that had to be, it's definitely top three of my favorite albums of I, the year. And I, yeah, and, dude. And it fucking surprised me because I didn't have, my expectations were not that high because it's like I knew a it hard would be, thing to pull off. Yeah, I knew it would be good because their previous work is all really good and I've been into them for a while now. And, but I didn't know, like when I read the title in American Gothic, I was kind of like, okay, what direction are they going with it? Like lyrically? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know if they were going to still keep like the same kind of American folklore, I guess it would be how you would say it. Um, I didn't know if they were going to continue on with that or if they were going to go like a little bit of a different route, but. Oh, they fucking stuck with it. Yeah, and then, like, when I heard the singles, I was like, okay, these are fucking sweet. But then, like, when once you get the whole record to, like, complete the package and you actually get to hear the whole thing through, yeah, just, like, the the things they do to set them apart, like the twang they put in their um, guitars and stuff like that. Even when just it the starts out, breakdowns. you don't know what you're going to get for, like, yeah. a minute. It's yeah, just it like starts that off and jangly kinda, fucking haunting yep. guitar, and then you're like, what, yep. what, what? It almost sounds like Robert Johnson meets, like, some, like, it's not, like, full-on blast beat metal at first, but it definitely no, it's just jumps like right into it. atmospheric, dark. Yeah. It, it kind of puts you out on the uh, frontier, if you will. Yeah. That's been, since it came out, I mean, it's only been out since October, but shit, I've played through that thing so many oh, times, and it still hasn't gotten old to me. I like how they did the vocals, and it's like it echo. His vocals like have a like slight echo to him, and it almost sounds like he's in a cave singing, mm-hmm. and it's fucking coming off the walls. Like it that's has, how like, it sounds distant, you know? Yeah, it's that's how the last sick. few records were too. I love that. That's what I really like about that band. And the fact that they're a side project of Stormkeep makes it that much better. Because I don't know how the fuck those guys keep cranking out music that's absolutely phenomenal. But every single one of their projects that they do is fucking amazing. Yeah, and uh, the artwork on that is fucking dope. Oh, yeah, for sure. Black with the silver. Yeah, the foil lined. Yeah, it's got a very, like, Western motif to it. Yeah, and it had, like, a... A newspaper in there of like a an old yeah time yeah lady, like like a like cowboy type yeah, of article for the fucking tracks and shit yeah I thought that was really cool yeah I really uh I think my favorite track on there is the black plumes over God's country fucking dig that song dude um another that we had on there that was released like first thing this year that we did cover we did do an episode on this yeah. Yeah, we did. Obituaries Dying of Everything. Yep. I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of metal, you're familiar with obituaries, so there's not really anything new here. I don't think we should say anything. I think they should go back and listen to the fucking episode. Yeah, that's why I'm going to keep this short. (laughs) So, 
Like, there's nothing new here, but the fact that they've just been going 30-plus years and cranking out music that is consistently good over and over and over again, and they're not declining whatsoever, speaks for the band itself. Like, these guys have been one of the few bands that have remained mostly original lineup with the exception of a handful of lineup changes throughout the years. But like John Tardy singing, he's been consistent his entire career and obituary hands down one of the best live death metal bands I've ever seen. But I'm not going to get more into it than that. Cause yeah, go back, listen to the episode from earlier this year you'll get our full take on it and then for some reason if you haven't heard it go check out dying of everything was out relapse records earlier this year this is a this is another one that i'm assuming is on a lot of people's but it's that good drains living proof yeah fuck dude that and it that album kicks off and does not fucking stop like there's no introduction it's just boom you're fucking thrown into shit. And I love his vocals. They're like so unique. I like yeah, at times I think the... he's got a little Roger Merritt in there, yeah. you know? Yep. I like all the little like groove fills that they did throughout the record. Yeah, man. They're they're fucking phenomenal. And then uh the dis- the descendants cover. I thought it was I thought they did that song like they did it good. They didn't fucking they did it their own way without making it sound fucking retarded, I guess, or like... Yeah, because sometimes when you do a cover song, you try to imitate that band. And it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. Like, what yeah. you should do is imitate your own band, but then cover the song with your own twist on it. Because otherwise, if you're just trying to make it sound like the song in general, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, why right. do that? Like, no, I mean, it's like, good, and it's uh, it might even be on on Spotify. The name of the song is Good Good Friends. It might be their number one song on there, which I wouldn't say that, but from my point of view, like, I don't know how you can have a number one song when it's written by somebody else, but either way. That happens a lot, though. Like, think of all the songs, like, what's Jimi Hendrix's number one song? Oh, yeah, totally. a Bob Dylan song. Totally. I don't know. It goes, like, but did you ever, I showed you that Demure Perfect Strangers cover. Did you listen to it? Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. No, that shit is so crazy, and I... They've I done hated, some other ones that are really I funny, know. Well, too. they did Burn in Hell, like Twisted Sister, years yeah. ago, and I loved it. It was fucking awesome. But this Perfect Strangers one... Like their Hallowed Be Thy Name as well. Yeah. Musically, it was cool, but vocally, I didn't like it. Like, if they would have kept their screaming demu sound over the whole thing, I think it would have been fine. But since they were trying to, like, do the whole Ian Gillen, like, Oh, yeah, clean, it didn't really work. It didn't, work. like, work out. I know. Just like, you're told, yeah didn't really work out too much uh um, and i don't know this is like but that's we were, what I, when you said cover it made me think of that this is one of those albums though like i can't it's if i put it on and i'm like sitting down to do something You're my legs standing, are fucking moving yeah. and then i'm like yeah there's too much groove yeah to it to and it's not. got like two steps in it to fucking that you just want to like bop around to i don't know it's, and then same with frozen soul like we, and the writing's like just the makes you want to like Fuck everyone, I'm going to fuck. Like, that's what the shit makes me want to do is just, like, yeah. I'm taking over. You know what I mean? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> we and interviewed their band manager, too. Yep. Same dude from Frozen Soul. Um, going on to another was we 
we interviewed Dom from this band and also Mike Score. Uh, so we both like heavily were promoting this record because yeah. it was fucking awesome. End Rains, The Way of All Flesh is Decay. At this point, like Jeremy and I have both mentioned it a hundred times and said a hundred times, go listen to this fucking record. And if for some reason you haven't, go fucking do it. Yeah, like dude. if you like All Out War, if you're a fan of heavy music in general, like it's got its own twist of things. Like Dom said in the interview, like there was a bit of Bathory, a bit of docking, a bit of, you know, like it, it bounced around yeah. musically a lot and it made for a really cool project. And then, um, yeah, I fucking love that album, man. Like, yeah. The artwork was awesome. The album was awesome. It was just the complete package for a record. So go back if, and listen to Dom. Yeah. Go back, listen to who the interview with Dom and listen to the interview with Mike. You can hear all the details about that and whatnot. And then, Go hit up your local store, see if they have Endrain, or go hit up Relapse Records and get it from them. And then the last one. Oh, Majesties. Yeah. Yeah, we also interviewed them. But what is there to say on that? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know, dude. If so you're... I'm going to leave that one with this to me was fucking, probably my know. favorite record all year because it was the most refreshing. Like, because there's been saying. there's been a ton of like Wayfair was very unique, you know. End Rain was unique. Drain was unique in its own way, etc. But this Majesty's record, like nobody's put out an album that sounded reminiscent of that like, Gothenburg like style metal. since that shit was popular. Yeah. Like it died off in the mid two thousands, and then like nobody's been putting out music like that. So to hear that. Like, even now when I put on this album, I'm like, dude, this fucking album's so good. Like, every single time. And I mean, if you're a fan of In Flames, if you're a fan of Dark Tranquility, um, go to 20 Gates, Bucks Spin and buy this shit. Go to 20 Bucks Spin, buy it, follow them on Instagram, check out the album, stream it, whatever you got to do. Get it in your head if you're a fan of that stuff, because I promise you will love this. And then check out their side projects as well. And all of this stuff that we've mentioned in this episode, like we'll have a playlist put up of choice cuts of like my favorite songs, Jeremy's favorite songs, and then like probably some stuff you didn't hear on the list as well. Because I can't even tell you what my favorite release was right now, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard to pick. Um, but I'm going to say like Masego was up there, Endrain, Majesty's Wayfair. But it was hard, like we said, we could have made this episode like 20 fucking picks longer. Uh, and we it, could it, make it a genre thing. Yeah, we could have went by best metal records, best hip-hop records, best singer-songwriter records. So when we get to making the playlist, like we're going to have cuts of stuff that was mentioned on here and then other things that did come out this year that we wanted to get on the list but just didn't have the room for, like All Out Wars, Celestial Rot. Amazing, amazing album. It was released very early in the year as well i think that one was like february or something yeah and uh it's more of a black metal sounding album than the traditional all-out war but it has that all-out war feel to it still and then there was a whole bunch of other shit too like ty ferris had a lot of good releases this year rome streets had some good releases it's just this been year. like every week something's dropping yeah from so, like a labels i've noticed yeah, Triple we could. This, uh, this episode could have went on for 
two, three, four, five mm-hmm. fucking hours mm-hmm. or like three or four parts. But just to keep it kind of short and sweet, like, I mean, that's what we had for the best of 2023 in our opinions. And, you know, there was, like we said, a ton of other shit that we didn't mention on here that if we didn't get to it, we didn't get to it. That's not to say that we didn't like it, though. All right, right, for sure. Well, um, thinking that playlist is going to be uh, around 50 tracks when we're done, so uh, look forward to that. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Share our episodes with your friends. Let your people know. Rate us on your favorite streaming service. Follow these bands that we've mentioned. Support their work. Buy it from your local shop. Buy it from the record label. Um, check out Blast Beats Vinyl if you can't find some of the stuff. I know they have a lot of the stuff on there, too. Yeah, I've gotten three albums that are, you know, been kind of hard to find from them. Yeah. And one of them is on this list. And then all of that stuff will be in the episode description as far as our Instagram, our personal Instagram, the um, link for the Spotify playlist and all that stuff. So. And then, like, obviously, when we post this, like, comment, let us know some of your favorite releases from the year, because I'd be curious to hear other people's input on what they were jamming all year, too. Definitely. All right. Um, unless you have anything else, Jeremy, I'm fucking out of here. Happy birthday, Vinny Stigma. Peace out.